Welcome to the Lord Rexworth podcast, where we embark on a transformative journey to set your mind and spirit on the right path. I'm Lord Rexworth. Join me from Castle Rexworth as we engage in insightful conversations with a diverse range of guests, including VTubers, content creators, and thought leaders. Delve into the realms of creativity, inspiration, and self-discovery as we explore the stories and perspectives that shape the digital landscape. Whether you are seeking motivation, entertainment, or simply a moment of tranquility, the Lord Rexworth podcast offers a multifaceted experience that transcends the boundaries of traditional content. Tune in and join us on this captivating exploration of the mind, the spirit, and the fascinating world of those who inspired us. And speaking of those who inspired us, please welcome my guest. It's Valentine. Val, welcome. Welcome to the show. Hello, thank you so much for having me. I've been I've been really excited for this for quite a little bit of time because you talked about this when I, you came on my show and just like, hey, I'm also doing this, so want to be on? You know, I'll get you on. I'm like, oh yay! I'm so excited. So I'm I'm so happy to be here. Absolutely, yeah. It was uh, it was something I was I kind of toying with the idea late last year, 2023. And then just sort of made it a New Year's resolution of mine. Okay, 2024, we're doing this. We're going to make a podcast and I'm going to have guests on. And um, you know what? It, it sort of focusing on, on the, the, the positive of motivation, of setting the spirit right, but also inspiring other people with other people's stories. And um, and I I just I couldn't think of a, a better person to have on uh, as as one of my guests uh, uh, than than you, Val. Um, and um, I'd I'd like to perhaps go back to the beginning and maybe ask you what was the beginning for you? How how did you um, how did you become this uh, this uh, charming uh, charming bat VTuber who happens to have uh, happens to have a chat show on Twitch? So I want to say it was. Uh, perhaps 2021, and as a lot of people know, that was coming off of like the tail end of the big old pandemic thing, which you know, it was it was a time for everybody. And yes. the year prior, I was talking with my best friend, and I'm like, "What is this thing that I see on my screen?" At the time, I was looking at a VTuber by the name of Girl DM. Now, Girl DM is she is a pretty big VTuber. Yes. Uh, one of the one of the one of the biggest 3D tubers. Uh, mm. And what really drew my attention was just how impressive her facial capture was and the animations were for her model. And in my eyes, I'm like, wow, this is so cool. I'm like, what is this? And so I looked at my best friend or rather I talked with him and I said, hey, what is that? And he's like, oh, well, that's a VTuber. I'm like, what is a VTuber? He's like, well, it's X, Y and Z and all this, this and that. And I'm like, oh. Okay, and I sat there like for, for for like five minutes, and I was like, "Okay, I'm gonna do that." And we both laughed and never talked about it again until like a year later when I saw another clip surface, and that's when I was like, "Hey, bud, yeah, I'm gonna be a VTuber again." He's like, "Oh, for real this time?" And I'm like, "Yeah," and so thus started the planning process and the journey to where I debuted now because this was two years in the making of starting that journey in about late 2021 because i'm a university student so i have a lot of things to do i'm very busy and so it's not something i put so much time into and once 2023 rolled around i was getting to a point where i'm like okay i have a little more time i should invest a little more effort into this and so i really kicked into high gear 
and the current iteration you see that uh don't worry guys it's not this normally this like uh lower resolution just internet is being the internet right and, uh <laughs> it feels like an interview with a like you have Chris Wallace interviewing like a diplomat and he's just over like a, a zoom call and then just the internet is like, ah, but um, this model that you see is actually the uh, sixth version of it. Oh my. So I went through quite a few design changes between the first iteration, which I still have on my computer, which I won't probably won't ever show unless like, I don't know, maybe like a, for a five-year anniversary, I'll show it or something like that. But until then, <laughs> that is staying in the vault. I'm not bringing that back out. Um, and I still have test recordings of when I was using uh, my Streamlabs because I actually used that model to audition for Niji Sanji. Oh, wow. Back, <laughs> yeah. Um, given the recent headlines, how much are you regretting that decision? <laughs> Well, um, given the recent headlines, that was, I think that was two years ago, if I want to say. Yeah, I mean, hindsight's twenty twenty, but it's like. Very much so. But it's yeah. one of those things I, I don't regret. Uh, okay. Because at Fair the enough. time, at the time, it was very much a, I don't have really a whole lot, like, with VTubing. And so I don't have, a, I don't have a following. I don't have a standing. And so for me, it's what do I do to sort of get my name out there? Because I auditioned originally in on March 27th. So I, I submitted that March 27th of 2022. And then I redid my audition for like in January of 2023. So I, I auditioned for Niji Sanji twice. Oh. Now I got a callback for Niji Sanji. But with the stuff that they wanted, I realized, hmm, I don't know if this is worth it. Price I don't is know if too this high. Is, price is too high. And so at that time, I was going through an internal conflict of, do I want to be corporate? Like for a chance to become a corporate VTuber, and I can get my name out there and sort of get the ability to grow, or do I want to retain my own image my own assets and i become my own individual at the end of the day i realized well it'd be much easier for me to do this considering i'm still a university student mm. and i don't regret that because at the time niji sanji was it was working it was doing its thing you know there wasn't as many bad things <laughs> as we see right. now yeah um but uh it's it's one of those things where again hindsight is 2020 so i can't say i i regret auditioning because everybody was doing it if you had the opportunity to audition for a company that would get you in a better place would you i feel like you'd be crazy not to yeah no yeah. that's fair enough yeah you even if it was a shot in the dark you still had to shoot your shot mm -hmm. yeah no that's that's totally fair i get that um so how and i am curious how radical of a departure is each one of these different models that you have from each other was the sort of a linear progression of design. It, it was definitely a linear progression because when I first started with the very first iteration of my model, um, I was using basic assets that Vroid provided because when I went into the whole VTuber process, I'm like, I could either spend money and buy a model myself, or I can make the model that's can already be rigged and already be moved and all that. And I said, 
the second option seems much better. And so I went in, I was in Vroid. And for those that don't know, Vroid is a studio that allows you to build your own VTuber. Mm. And I did that. And so the very first one, you know, the hair was different. The the hair was different. The clothes were different. You know, ears were a little different. Um, so it just everything, it, the, the, the vibe was still here with Val. However, um, it just, it didn't sit right with me. Because I'm like, as much as I love the free assets, I'm like, I want something that is a little more unique. Um, now, the, the the button up shirt with the white shirt underneath, is that unique? Eh, I don't know. But <laughs> I decided to invest a little bit of money to buy better assets. And so I'm like, well, I really like this hair. I want to make sure I keep the glasses. You know, I thought the glasses, that that is my little, you know, unique thing I have with this model yeah. uh, and that was one thing i carried over from the original um however the glasses were much more circular and much thinner and i just didn't like it and looking back on i'm like i'm so happy i went with these glasses mm. but it's one of those things where there it very much is like it didn't depart too far it was like i need to change the outfit the hair just doesn't look right i feel like the the bone structure could be a little different uh and so like I said, one of these days I can show, <laughs> I'll show what they are. But until then, that's staying in the vault. And even then, that first iteration of Val had a different name as well. So it wasn't Sebastian Valentine. Uh, his, his name was Valentine Smith because I thought it was the funniest thing at the time. <laughs> Valentine Smith. Uh, uh, <sighs> tell me, Tell me you're calling yourself a pseudonym without telling me you're calling yourself a pseudonym or something like that that, that, that like, does sound like an undercover name <laughs> it's like uh yes my what's your name my name is john doe no kidding here's my license <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's funny that you say that because like even parts of that my original concept i still have with me because my vtuber my professional vtuber email is still has still has that name mm. because you know if, if your name was like john frederickson you know, some people like to do, you know, uh, Fredericks and John, like 2985 at Gmail or at Yahoo.com. And so in my in my email, my VTuber email, which whether or not I'll, I'll, I'll change, we don't know. I still have that remnants of that name in that email because I haven't bothered changing. I'm like, ah, it's fine. <laughs> so no matter how much I changed, I still keep remnants of the original design because it's what Val originally was. And I feel like if it's like the ship of Theseus, if I take those parts and replace it, it's no longer going to be Val. Mm. You no, know? I suppose that's true. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, as far as fashion goes, I will say that you, you do look quite stylish. I mean, oh, thank you. Being, being somebody who works full time and, and V tubes part time though, sometimes it feels like a full time job. Um, <laughs> it, uh, you you look about as as fashionable and and trendy as uh, as most of the people in my professional office environment. So, I mean, it's you, nice casual. Yeah, yeah, a little business casual going on. That's uh, and certainly nothing wrong with that. You'd uh, you'd fit right in with any Silicon Valley tech company or you know most <laughs> uh, most uh, hipster office environments. I mean, to be fair, I'm originally from California, so ah, well, like, there you have I've, it then. I've, I've talked about it before. Where, you know, I call Las Vegas my hometown. You know, the city of sin. <laughs> uh, it's, it's actually a really nice city to live in. Um, but uh, while I say I'm from, I've just spent most of my life living in Las Vegas. So I call that my home. But I'm originally mm. from California, specifically Southern California. So 
<laughs> you know, perhaps I could explain some of my more laid back attitudes or whatever you want to <laughs> describe yeah. that as. <laughs> I mean, it does explain the sort of chill vibes that you have, and uh, I, I do like that. Um, but that does bring up an interesting question. Being, uh, having lived in Las Vegas, which is very much not just a gambling mecca, but also an entertainment type city, yes. a tourist city, um, having been originally from California, the home of Hollywood, the home of movies and cinema and television. Mm -hmm. um, do you think being from and living in those environments has had an impact or an influence on your on your career moves, your choices for university study, um, all of it? Has that had an impact in, in any way that you could tell? Uh, very much so, I would have to say, because... Um... I will say I'm not thankfully I'm not from Los Angeles. My both my parents are from Los Angeles. Um oh. but I'm from a different Southern California city. Um whether or not you'll track that down that's up to you. I don't know who'd want that information. <laughs> um but it's one of those things where um growing up my family especially on my my father's side they are all Hollywood individuals. Like very much they work in Hollywood, like they work in the special effects department of Hollywood oh, so much cool. so that my, 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 my uncle <laughs> within the past 15 years won an Oscar for best special effect, special effects, makeup design. Uh, I won't say what movie. I won't say a movie. Uh, you can, you can, you, you have 15, I don't, I, I don't know what year actually, but it's, you know, it's in the two thousands. You have 23 years to figure it out, but there's so <laughs> many and there's so many teams to do that. Uh, but yeah, like my, from my dad's side of the family, um, my grandfather was a special effects guy who worked in Hollywood in the thirties and forties. His oh, wow. son became it. His brother became it. Then their sons did it. And then you have uh, their, their like most like the youngest child in that family, who's I think in his 40s, which very good friends with on that side of the family. He's an audio engineer. And so it only it just felt right growing up uh, that entertainment was kind of something I wanted to do, because originally I was going to go and become a symphony performer. Because I played, I'm a classically trained bassist, and I was like, "Oh, I was just going to join a symphony and play that in my life." And like, uh, life had other plans. Wow, yeah, <laughs> you were just a little inside information before we started recording. Um, we were talking um, offline, just a little bit about classical music, and um, you know, I usually start streams with um, with a recording of uh, Elgar's Enigma Variations, uh, specifically the portion Nimrod. And you just all of a sudden like, oh yeah, I've got you. All of a sudden, started pulling out this practical gazelle shaft of uh, <laughs> no sheet music <laughs> from from your desk. <laughs> I thought that was, I just thought that was so interesting, and and really cool actually. Well, it's funny that you say that because like, um, I feel like I've noticed a lot of people these days, just especially just like VTubers and performers, you know, they keep a lot of these like things nearby where you'll be like, Hey, Oh, you, you know, the X, Y, and Z thing. Oh, well, I have that. And then like whip something out to show up. Like, where did that come from? <laughs> you just, you never know with the, with these types of conversations. You, you just never know. I mean, in your experience with, with your show, the VOD, mm -hmm. what has been the most like out of nowhere moment like that, where you mentioned something 
or your guests mention something and you're just like, how in hell did we end up talking about this? Um, I think there's probably two moments that stand out to me. Uh, the first one was with Cynical Beanicle, who was the individual who was right after you. Oh. And I find out, and for those that don't know, Cynical Beanicle is a wonderful VTuber. And she's mm. been growing a, a lot recently. And I had like I had not seen a whole lot of her streams. Like I have only seen her main design that she had. And so she's on stream. She's like, "Oh yeah, I have different designs." I'm like, "Oh, you do? Can we see them?" Sure. And the thing that I see she goes to is her mo like a kind of a chibi model in a jar. <laughs> and I thought to my, I'm like, "Where did that come? <laughs> Hold on, where did this come from?" And not only that. It it was so she had she had that little chibi model that, that she had the toggle the jar was a toggle, but there was also some stuff in the jar which I'm not going to talk about. Yeah, but that was also rigged. Oh goodness! <laughs> so I'm just I'm just sitting there. I'm like cynical. What is this? And she's like, you know exactly what this is. I'm oh like, no! I'm oh, like. No. And, the, and and so the entire time, Phantom and I, Phantom, the Phantom fan, my co-host, yeah, uh, was we're just sitting there. We're like, so you just you just have this? Is there a point to this? He's like, no, I just thought it'd be fun. I'm like, more power to you, I suppose. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yes. Go, go with God and be safe. <laughs> go with God and be safe. What what is that? What is that? Uh, Vaya con Dios is the Spanish phrase. The Spanish yeah, I, I suppose so. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I mean, that's not much you can you can say about that. And you know, just because I don't want to have to mark another podcast episode as explicit, we won't get into the details. But uh, <laughs> no, you know, not at it, all. <laughs> if you know, you know. <laughs> um, so yeah, um, which I guess leads into my next question: um, sure. the concept for the VOD. Tell me about how that was that idea was birthed, how that came to be, and how you got to be the uh, the gentleman behind the desk, as it were. So when I was planning this entire thing, the whole VTubing career, uh, one thing I knew I wanted to focus on was creating a brand that set myself apart from other people's things, and from that. I saw that some people were doing, you know, concerts, some people were doing tournaments and something I saw that not a whole lot of people were doing were just because this was, or this is about mid last year, like summer, about summer of last year. And I noticed you, there weren't a whole lot of podcasts. There weren't a whole lot of talk shows that were in the VTubing community. Like they were there, but it was either the only ones I could think of. The only two I could think of were Iron Mouses. And Takahata 101 of Team Four Star. And those are the only two I could think of that were big and continuous at the time. Wow. Um, and that were that were made from VTubers, uh, by, by four VTubers for VTubers. And that was what I saw. Now, at the time, I'm like, what is something that I can have that I can separate the rest of my content from? And I can sort of keep that and do that. And because at the end of the day, content creation is it can become a stagnant pool of mud if you don't shake it up a little bit. 
And I realized, and I've been open about this. I'm like, what is something that I can do that is fun, engaging, and that can net me some followers and some views each week? And I'm like, well, what if I just did a talk show? Because everybody has a podcast. We just live in a podcast world. That's why late night talk shows are not as successful anymore. No, they just don't innovate. But you see these podcasts that are coming out and they're just so successful. Now, I thought, what if I did a return to form of late night talk shows where, because if you notice with podcasts, a lot of the times, um, it can be about any topic. And like, for instance, I, I dare to say this is more of a talk show than a podcast that you have going here. Because with a lot of podcasts I've seen, they have specific themes. You know, they don't often have guests. They don't like they don't need to have guests. Let me rephrase that. Um, but once you start incorporating a, you know, you have a new guest every week and you talk about this, I feel like at that point that feels more like a professional talk show. Uh, <laughs> like, and I thought to myself, this is what I want to do because I love gaming. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, I I prefer performing and talking with people. And so I was driving out of my place of work because I work as an, uh, an audio engineer. I was leaving my studio. And as I'm in my car, I hit the brakes because one, a car sped past another car and that was blocking my view. So I had to stop. So I lur- like hit the brake, lurch forward. And I leaned back. I'm like, Devad, that's the name. That's the name of my talk show. It sounds so dumb, but it's one of those light bulb moments that I won't forget because of how connected it was. I'm like, yeah. this is what I know I want to do. Because if I wanted to, I'm like, if I could cut out all of my other streams and just have the VOD, that's what I'll do. And thus the VOD was born. Um, and the whole process behind it was I, I spoke with my head mod, Tathan, about it. I spoke with my artist, Apophis Nova, about it. You know, I talked with some of my other friends about it. I'm like, what are your thoughts on this? What do you think? And I'm like, hmm. Could be fun. Uh, we don't know until we see it, but you know, it's something that you know a talk show. Perhaps that could be successful. And that could be fun. Who knows? I'm like, all right, that's what I'll do. And since then, debuting it, I think first or second week of October, I'd say I've had relative success with the show. I'd say so too. You're up to what is it now? Thirty six, thirty seven episodes in total. You mentioned thirty two episodes. Thirty two. 33 will be next week. Like okay. what, when I, when I, the moment I realized that this was going to be a fun, successful show is when I had to start opening up slots for the following month. Wow. Because as it, as it currently stands looking at my schedule, because I have a, I, and I have an X or a Google sheets form or a thing that anybody can see. Um, you know, it's, it's accessible to everyone. Uh, I have the entirety of February filled up and I'm filling up for March and I have the last few, the, the last or the first two weeks of April are open as well. And so I'm like, if I'm just getting continuous people here, I'm like, they just want it. They, you know, they, they want to be on a show. Like I, I made a post about it on Reddit and I had like you know, 60 different people reach out and just be like, Hey, I want to do the show. want to be on the show. I'm like, Okay, and then I got overwhelmed. Like, oh shoot. Uh, okay, what do I do? <laughs> right. So, you know, so, it's 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 been a ride. It it certainly it sounds like it, and that's incredible success that your slots are filling up fast. And so, if if you yourself are 
specifically a VTuber, and um, you would like to be a guest on uh, on the VOD, please do reach out to Val. We'll have um, we'll have all of his information uh, in the show description uh, when we upload this, uh, both to uh, both to Acast and to uh, YouTube and also Spotify. Um, so, uh, how many episodes? Uh, remind me, how many episodes per week do you do of the VOD? I, so I do about two episodes a okay. week, and they're two hours each. Mm. And from that, that averages out to anywhere between eight to ten episodes a month. I've been doing it since October, so yeah, okay. <laughs> a lot of episodes so far. And from this, you've seen that your calendar's filling up fairly quickly. Um, have have you and uh, and your team looked at uh, possibly expanding beyond two episodes uh, a week, or you just want to kind of see how that goes for right now? It's funny that you talked you talk about that because I've had this conversation not only with my mod but my former uh, co-host. I say former because uh, for those that don't know, the Phantom Fame is was my wonderful co-host. He had to step away because he's going to be a father soon. He's having twins. Oh, congratulations! Yeah, I love the Phantom Fame. He's so awesome. Um, and so I, he had to step away to focus on being a father soon, and then also focusing on his own brand. And that was something we talked about when I asked him back in November. I'm like, you know, just be on as long as you can, and until then, you know, we'll just keep powering through, and it'll be a lot of fun. And so, yeah. one of the discussions I had. Because I'm always thinking about every week, I'm thinking, what can I do to innovate and what can I do to add on to this show? And I had a conversation with both of them and I'm like, do you think this show would be successful if I did it as my sole thing, my sole source of streaming? And one said, well, I think one of them said, I think it could be fun. I mean, you, you get to have more people on, you get to talk with them. And the other one said, I don't think so. I think part of the charm is you only do it twice a week. And that was kind of what I leaned into is I like that it's only two episodes a week. Hmm. Just because, one, it doesn't get overwhelming. Uh, it doesn't get overwhelming in terms of I'm only just streaming those. And I don't think the show is at a point where it can be a like a weekly or a daily talk show. Like it is like the Tonight Show or, you yeah. know, uh, the, the Tonight Show, David Letterman, you know, all that stuff. Um, but the other reason because of it is I feel like it wouldn't be fair to my guests that I have on. And the reason being is because I don't want to. I'd rather have people miss my gaming streams than the VOD. Because as soon as I start to add more shows, I feel like it foster a feeling of. Oh yeah, it's we're having this. This is what's going on. We're having this person. Uh, you know, I can't make it. I can always miss that. I could just go to the next one, and that's my biggest fear that I'd have about having more shows. Is I don't want people to miss out on potentially one of the best episodes they'll ever see. And so by only keeping it to two episodes a week, I know that oh hey, I missed this one, but I know I can go to this one. Or if they miss both of them, they're like, shoot, I have to wait another week in order to see the next one. And I noticed that in my chat because people who haven't seen the show for a little bit of time, like, oh, yeah, I'm finally able to catch a show. And it's the biggest, like, happiest feeling I have is that people haven't been able to see in a while. They're like, oh, 
I get to come back and I get to see what I have missed. And so it's more, more than just expanding the show. It's, I want to make sure I'm keeping the dignity and respect of making sure that people who are coming on are having their time valued. If that makes sense. That's a really fair point. It's a sort of a quality over quantity approach. And oh, yeah. it's totally understandable given that you you have um such a devotion to to quality with what you do, I can tell just by just by listening to you. Um <laughs> but it, more than anything, I, I also think to some of those legends in the late night world, um Letterman, Carson, Leno, uh for all of them they were having to do an hour a night, four or five days a week, um, mm. to the point where it just, you could tell some nights were definite off nights for them, where it was a grind. And, you know, on top of everything else that they had going on, because that was not the only thing that they did, they did their own stand-up comedy tours, they, uh, you know, did their own appearances, they had other... Uh, side gigs going on, you know, Jay Leno with his garage and um, Letterman with his uh, with his IndyCar crew and Johnny Carson with um, just hanging out on the boat with a pitcher of martinis. Uh, um, <laughs> it was um, it, it was just one of those things where it just you could tell it, it kind of became a grind with a lot of them after a while. And, oh, yeah. Um, is little wonder that they, you know, that they lasted. Well, I mean, it was amazing that a lot of them lasted uh, as long as they did. Thirty years for Carson, mm -hmm. about uh, twenty years uh, for Leno and Letterman. Um, but I think with that approach, you could you um, see yourself continuing to to do this on ad infinitum. Uh, and I guess a follow up question of that is. Um, what does the future uh, hold for you? Um, what what can we expect um, in the future from from the VOD and from Val? So I definitely think I could see this going on for a while, and that's why I choose to do two, only two episodes a week. Is because I have, in my experience, where there have been weeks where I have not done my gaming streams, my other you know just streams that are non VOD related, and I just did the VOD. And from that, I learned I could I could cancel all of my normal streams and just do the VOD Friday night, Saturday afternoon, and I would be happy. Why? Because every guest I have had, save for one, but that's a story for a different time. Um, I have loved and had a a wonderful time with. And the thing is, not every show is going to be a banger. I'm just going to say. Um, mm. That's why I take a little more time to really get to know and screen and vet the people I have on. Because um, at first, I wanted to have everyone on my show. And I still do. It just, I'll, I will give you the chance to be on my show. I will still take a look. And the way how I have it is, if you approach me and you say you want to be on, I'm like, okay, I'll get you on. But if I'm actively looking, and I typically ask a lot of people, there's a lot of work that goes on behind the scenes of I ask a lot, whether it's Reddit, it's in Discord, it's on Twitch, on Twitter. You know, I'm asking almost every day, you know, hey, you want to be on my show? You want to be on my show? And with that, I don't think I would ever get tired of it because I love talking to people. I love asking questions. But most importantly, 
it's a form of catharsis for me because I get to just sit down for two hours in my chair, drinking my water or my Dr. Pepper, whatever have you. And I just get to talk and connect with people because at the end of the day, I feel like there will always be an infinite amount of stories to be told that people never get the opportunity to hear. And for me, just being able to do my show, I know I won't get tired of it. And as for the future of the show itself, I'm learning to pace myself out a little more, you know, making sure that I know, you know, taking more time to devote to, uh, cause during, I'll call it the, the phantom fame arc, the era, uh, we, we shifted a little more towards, uh, just, you know, having fun conversations and just talking and asking questions. Uh, and I loved it. Don't get me wrong. It was wonderful. It's, you know, if we, if we went back to that, it's awesome. Something I noticed though, um, very recently, I'm like, you know, we were moving a little bit away from what the show originally was where I, I stopped researching questions in favor of just improv questions on the spot. And I think that's one of the things that really just set my show apart from others was that I took the time to research and formulate good questions to ask. Hmm. I feel like that's what a lot of shows or podcasts, they don't do as much is they don't, they don't take the time to know who they're bringing on. And they just like, oh, I'm having Iron Mouse on. Okay, well, um, I know she has a chronic deficiency disorder, uh, you know, e- e- immunodeficiency disorder. We can lean into that. I know that she won VTuber of the Year. We'll talk about that. And so it's like, yeah, those are good, easy questions. But I feel like when you really get down to just seeing who they are as an individual, like I think one of the best interviews I've had thus far was way back. I, I want to say it was in november it was either november or december and i really dug deep into researching the person i had on and you know it didn't it it was one of those moments where they they're like oh well you you learned about that you i'm like well yeah i thought that was super interesting and so it was at that moment i'm like that is what separates a good show from a great show is attention to detail with the respect of your artist. And that's where the future of the show is going back to is making sure we're having good questions. We're having good dialogue, making sure that the guest is comfortable. Like when I, when I had you on my show, Mm. you know, I, something I always do with all my guests is I like to talk with them beforehand. I like to make sure that they're, they know what's going on. I inform them. Transparency is a big thing with that. And so, you know, making, making sure that going forward, we're keeping that we're keeping all of that comfortability that has with the show. But not only that, cause like that's all the formality stuff, the real future of the show. We're taking a break at the end of April. We're coming back in may. And we have some big, big things planned. Uh, like <laughs> I'm so excited. Like for instance, we're doing more performances. We're doing more tournaments You know, we're hosting more things. Cause my goal is to shift my content to more performative things. And I'm using the VOD. I'm trying to make the VOD a brand that centers around all my things. That's why like my Yu-Gi-Oh tournament I just had, it's the VOD presents the Yu-Gi-Oh master duel tournament or Yu-Gi-Oh master duel cup. This next thing I'm doing next month, it's the VOD presents the VTuber artist cup. So I'm using the VOD as a conduit to, spread everything and that's what the the future of the show will be 
<laughs> Sorry, that was a little long-winded. <laughs> no, no, it's fine. Uh, it's it's funny you you mention all that. I've a, a mutual friend of, of of mine is trying to trying to pique my interest in in Yu-Gi-Oh, Master Duel, and Beyblade, <laughs> and some of these other things, and which I well maybe a little bit after my time. Um, you know, I was a kid of the '90s who grew up on baseball cards and pogs. Um, you know, Baseball that was that was sort of ours and maybe a little bit of top trumps, but uh it was um yeah, that was if you were you know, a kid growing up in the United Kingdom or in the US, that was that was your thing back in those days, or you had your Game Boy, or we had Pokemon and Pokemon cards and mm -hmm. um but that uh it, it's it's a whole new world. Uh really a whole new world. Uh and it's it's quite fascinating and um, you know, I just I'm having uh, just a jolly time uh learning all I can about it and I just I, I love being around people who are who are passionate about that. So who knows? Maybe uh, maybe you'll see me and uh, and a few friends uh, popping up in in future tournaments. I don't know. Um, but that's um, one thing I do want to circle back to, um, and this is probably something on the more human side of things. Um, and it's, it's becoming a question I, I like to ask anybody that is on this uh, on this program. Um, you mentioned having those conversations and sort of telling the the untold stories somehow some way mm -hmm. if you could be remembered for nothing else is that what you want your legacy to be or would you prefer it to be something else i feel like that would be a proper legacy i'd want to be remembered for okay. because one of the things that I learned in my short life, relatively short life thus far, is the old, what is it? It's the, uh, uh, the, the axiom or the idiom, whatever you want to, the, the word used for it is just, um, you're only, you are only truly gone or, uh, you're only truly dead when you are forgotten. And, and what that means is that when people don't know who you are, when your name it's it's a very good illustration of it is is the disney movie coco where uh -huh. the moment that nobody knows who you are no matter like a 200 500 years you know even 20 years after you die and you leave this mortal plane if nobody knows who you are nobody knows what your story is you know nobody knows anything about that that's when you're truly dead is that when if you are completely forgotten and so that's what really fills me with such happiness is these people who, you know, I've so far in my show, I've had somebody between, you know, two, two followers and almost 20,000. And to me, their size means nothing to me because every time their entire story is always I'm just happy somebody gets to hear me do this because like some people will get to go their entire career and not be able to talk about themselves. And I feel like that's one of the best things you can do is, is sit there and listen and be like, Hey, just who are you? Tell me who you are. I want to hear what makes you tick. I want to hear your story. And for a lot of people just having somebody listen is more than enough. And if I could be remembered for one thing, it's hearing all of these stories. It's like the YouTube channel. Great big story. I love mm. that channel. 
you know, just you would not be able to know of these wonderful people otherwise, because, you know, we prioritize these big names. We prioritize these, you know, big things. We just don't take a moment to stop and acknowledge the people who are not a part of those cliques. Yeah, that's that. I, I would not mind being uh, my legacy being that. I think it's a good legacy. Really does. So for those who are watching all of this, perhaps they're getting a bit inspired. Perhaps they've had some ideas of their own. Perhaps they mm -hmm. see uh, two two anime boys up on uh, two anime, anime lads up on the boys. screen here, and they um, <laughs> they uh, they're thinking, you know what? I could do that. I, I could be a V two, but I could you know I could also you know host a chat show, or host a podcast, <laughs> or um, do yeah. all these things. I can play video games on screen. What's uh, what's your advice for for anybody who's who's got the inspiration going, but they need to put action to the inspiration? I'd have to say a couple things. Um, first and foremost, it's I'd say the most important thing you need to have is just a passion to do it. Because mm. if you're not happy and you're not you're not enjoying it, then you should not be doing it, or you should change the circumstance you're in to try and enjoy it. It's 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 kind of like if your your parents force you to play the violin, but you want to be a cowboy, you know you want to you know you want to ride horses and you want to you want to do some roping, and so, but you're being forced to play classical music. It's like you're not going to develop as an individual if you're doing things you don't like. And so I think the very first thing you should learn is have a passion for what you do, because it's it's the the adage of if you were if what is it if you love what you do you'll never work a day in your life and uh ha once you have that passion and especially if you want to be a vtuber if you want to do that uh what i would say take your time it's not going to it's not going to be a quick process unless you lightning strikes you twice that will happen um but as for what happens a lot of the time just take your time you know, you have, if you're happy and you're enjoying what you're doing, the growth will come naturally. And <laughs> trust me, people don't care as much about the audio issues or the tech issues as much as you think. Most people are pretty understanding about it. Like, for instance, look at me, look how fuzzy I am on screen. But, <laughs> it, you know, and I and I always love calling attention to that because it, it, it really does humanize what we do. Like, see, Lunar seeing you in the chat, you know, you're a new VTuber. Uh, I just love the idea that you say you're a PNG tuber arm. I just like that. It's just mm, an arm. Yes. <laughs> but, you know, just know that there is, there will always be a place for you wherever you go, uh, especially if you choose to be in a community like this. Um, and if you want to do something like podcasting, like doing a talk show, you know, that's probably a, the the third piece of advice I would say behind have the passion. Don't sweat the small stuff. And the third thing is have something that you love that will set you apart. Because a lot of people don't like to hear that of you may be good at gaming, but so are a thousand other people. That's so true. if you do, if you do something that you like, make it big. So if you like gaming, do a tournament, do speed runs, do challenges, you know, spice it up and take what you have and make it fun. It's like instead of just doing a basketball game, turn yourself into the Harlem Globetrotters and make a show out of it. 
you know, be the Harlem Globetrotter of whatever it is you choose to do. Because at the end of the day, that is what people like to see is you having fun on the court and just making everybody laugh and everybody enjoy it because they will love that more than the actual ball going in the hoop. <laughs> and more often than not, a lot of people are bad at shooting, you know, throwing the ball in the hoop, but they really do. They really do enjoy the, the flashy passes that go toward it. That's all I got to say on that. That's those are my three things on if you guys want to do this. It's a lot of fun and you just have to you just have to be committed. If you think you're going to get that that fame and that fortune within the first month, I'm sorry to say nobody's like Gargora where you go ah eh, and everybody just like I want to follow that. <laughs> <laughs> so it's kind of a once in a generation sort of thing. Um as for so. the both of us, we uh we definitely had to grind um mm -hmm. to get where we are and yeah definitely and only that is while i am working hard to get more of a following it's not my primary concern because mm -hmm. at that point if i'm more focused on the followers and i'm more focused on the numbers i'm just gonna get more and more depressed uh and so that's, that's why every, every time i go live i i don't have my follower count up i don't have my viewer count up I just keep those turned off because if I'm streaming for the influence of uh, trying to get those numbers up, it's not going to work. That's why I always tell people streaming is a hobby. Keep it as a hobby. And unless you have the time and the money to devote to make it a full-time job, yes. treat, it, treat it as a hobby. That's all it'll ever be Un until your Twitch paycheck, your first Twitch paycheck pays your rent treat it as a hobby that's my advice perhaps another big piece of advice for doing this <laughs> sound advice for anyone wanting to become a vtuber a content creator of some kind um and also i would say some good life advice uh, which was going to be my next question was uh was life advice um just you know parting words of wisdom as we uh, as we wrap up here if you have anything else that you wanted to to add on to that i have one piece of advice uh that i i've carried with me since high school um where i feel like a, a lot of people should take this to heart and it is let's see where is it where oh i had it <laughs> you wrote it down somewhere and then the sticky note I disappeared did. oh no I, uh so i uh, it was the uh I wanted to share a little bit of the, the quick backstory behind it. Okay. Hmm. So there is a castle in Scotland and in that, on that castle, um, there is a saying that was inscribed on it that was said to be attributed to Shakespeare and it there on it. It says, whatever thou art act well, thy part. Now, some people have heard this. Uh, and there is a longer version of that. Whate'er thou art, act well thy part. Therein the honor lies. And from there, I just take it as whate'er thou art, act well thy part. Because at the end of the day, what that means is whatever you're going to do, be the best at what you're going to do. Uh, because if you're not trying to be the best at what you do, it just means you don't have the passion and you just don't have the love for it. So that means if you're going to be a VTuber, try your best to be the best VTuber you can be. Don't try and do more than you can do. Be the best that you can do. 
whether that's being a VTuber, be the best VTuber you can be, whether you're going to be a, a the best musician, the best actor, the best just person. Do what you can do. Uh, almost, almost, almost went in a little bit of the, the religious route of do, do do the best you can do and let God cover the rest. That comes from my youth of mm. <laughs> religious studies. Um, yeah. Whether or not whether or not you're religious, at least that's what I follow. But you know, for those who are not religious, do the best you can, and that's all anybody can ever ask you to do. And if they're asking you to do more, well, they have to they have to supplement some of that because yeah. you physically cannot give. They say give 110. percent You can't give 110. percent No, give 100. percent So whatever you do, be the best at what you can be and what you can physically do. That's I my life that. advice. I love that. That's 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 great. And just remembering that no matter what, you are enough. That's Oh yeah. Yeah. Val, <laughs> thank you so much for this. This was a wonderful conversation. Again, all of Val's information is going to be included in the show description uh when this is uploaded to uh V uh, to the uh, YouTube, to Acast <laughs> and to Spotify. Um uh, thank you so much, Val. Thank you for this. Well, thank you for having me. Like ever since you came on the show, like, and we had our, our conversations before, I'm just like, this is somebody who every time I talk with, I never have a dull conversation. One, one, it's your voice. I just love your voice. <laughs> thank <laughs> it, you. you. You know, because you've talked about how you worked in radio. Uh, oh, man, if you if I heard you on the radio, I would not be able to click off of that. Uh, <laughs> but not only that, just you, you know this is a very, this is a very fun and a very like, I say even more down to earth show than what I have. Cause like, you know, there's just something unique about just sitting down nice, quiet, nothing to no distractions. Just, Hey, how are you? Yeah. So I, I'm really, I'm really happy about that. I could be on this, this uh, podcast with you. So thank you for that. Yes. Thank you. And thank you all for joining us on this episode of the Lord Rexworth podcast. I hope these discussions have ignited your curiosity, sparked inspiration, or provided a moment of relaxation. To stay connected with the podcast and access additional content, be sure to visit my website at lordrexworth.com and follow me across all platforms there. Again, that's lordrexworth.com. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review the podcast on your favorite platform so you never miss an episode. Your support fuels our journey to continue bringing you engaging conversations and even some soothing ASMR experiences. As we conclude today's episode, remember, your mind and spirit are powerful forces, and we encourage you to embrace the positive energy that you've gained here. Until next time, take a moment for yourself, stay inspired, and continue exploring the boundless possibilities that life has to offer. Visit lordrexworth.com and be a part of our growing community. Thank you for being with us on the Lord Rexworth Podcast. Thank you.